Welcome to On the Rec Yard Women's Prison Podcast, where we are live on the Rec Yard every Wednesday night. Hey, hey, everybody. <laughs> it is Wednesday night, and we are here on the Rec Yard Women's Prison Podcast. I'm Marcy Marie. I'm Tumchi. We're so glad to see you guys. Listen, make sure that you guys are hitting that like button. If you're watching us live, commenting, all of that stuff. And when this is over, if you'll hit that share button, we would really appreciate it. If you're listening to us, don't forget to leave a review. <laughs> we'll take the good, the bad, and the ugly. We're used to it all. All of it. We want it all. We want your good and your bad and your ugly. That <laughs> no, That's I'm sorry. I have a feeling that it will be more ugly after that. Tunch, why did you <laughs> sing? <laughs> Honey, I'm feeling good. I've got my new Taylor Swift hat on and I'm feeling I'm feeling jazzed up after a long week. So you're just going to have to put up with some foolishness probably this evening. Hey, it's been it's been a long week, but we are going to talk about something kind of fun that happens in women's prisons. We're going to be talking about how incarcerated women, especially in Texas, right? Because that's what Tunch and I know mm -hmm. about. How did they, we, celebrate holidays, birthdays, and even in the like the most dire extreme circumstances? how we still found a way to come together and celebrate each other and, and even celebrate life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How, yeah, how you know, and it's it, people, they're shocked when, when we tell them that there were real moments of community and joy in there. Some of my strongest memories, happy memories uh, happened in prison. I mean, how could they not? It was half my life. Right. So it, it you know, you find your joy where you can. Right. So many good, um, so many good memories in there. And it's it, people ask me a lot when I'm making uh, videos like, why are you smiling talking about prison? Well, I'm I have a lot of good moments from in there because there were so many incredible people. So um, my in fact, speaking of incredible people, this is Chanel Peaches is her nickname. And uh, she said she missed us yesterday. I want to recap a little bit about what happened yesterday. We'll spend just a moment on that. Uh, and then she's just talking about, yeah, we definitely did it big for birthdays. Should we go ahead and recap real quick, Tooch? Yeah, let's recap the week. Okay. So, um, well, for we go for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're real tired. We're real tired. We've we've been running on steam. Um, so we had this to kind of look look forward to to lift our spirits. So over the past week, um, we were preparing for the press conference and the rally at the state capitol with other advocates um, to really elevate the heat crisis happening in our Texas prisons. We've had what uh, as of June, 52 deaths. Of course, they're not reporting any of it is heat related because of lawsuits, and uh, we. We got with family members, um, representatives. Marcy rocked it out at the press conference. If you you follow our social media stuff at at Linus or Texas SLC or our personal pages, check out those videos. Um, they're just phenomenal. So we did that, and then we had a little um, kind of get together with the Linus group today um, at a 
corporations retreat. Uh, and it was just, that was a lot of fun um, after a long week. And y'all, it's hot. It is hot here in Texas. Uh, and so just even going outside from to your car is just, it, it's just draining and we're all really drained. But um, some of the units are in lockdown as we speak, doing their annual lockdown. And I think we're going to talk about that in another episode of what that means. Uh, and we're just, we're just battling this heat stuff with the prisons. Well, that's exactly right. We were um, at the 85 to stay alive rally talking about the temperatures in Texas prisons, but we had a good um, response. We were well received um, in the media. We had a, a huge media turnout. So I was really impressed with that. We had lots of different advocates, lots of family members that have lost their loved ones already this year because of the dangerous temperatures and people that had loved ones that were currently incarcerated that they're concerned about. And then we had lots of formerly incarcerated folks and we turned it up at the Capitol. So uh, I feel it gave me, even though it's kind of like this summer kind of has this dark cloud hanging over it and all of us that have loved ones in the system and frankly all of us that care about basic humanity knowing that this is going on in our very state we we kind of have this cloud over us that's why we want to talk about something kind of more fun and lighthearted because because prison was horrible right but we did have good times and we did have good moments and good memories um but we're just going to do a little recap and keep everybody updated what's going on with that. But basically at that rally, we're asking for a special session. We're asking for uh, Governor Abbott to call a state of emergency because of the loss of human lives inside of our prison. And uh, like I said, it's all over the media. How can you get involved? If you're in Texas, contact your representatives, email Greg Abbott, all of that. Uh, definitely hit us up um, on at Linus or Texas Statewide Leadership Council on either Tunchi and I's pages. All that information is there. Um, if you're outside of Texas, we would love for you just to send our little governor, Mr. Greg <laughs> Abbott, an email and let him know what you think about him cooking incarcerated Texans alive. We would just encourage that because uh, frankly, we want him to know that the whole world is watching him do this. Yeah. Yeah. Marcy, thank you so much. That, that really sums up the work that we've been doing this week and, and every, every episode, we will try to give y'all updates and um, on, on issues that we've talked about that, that need follow-up action, or you've had questions about. I, I'm really excited to see everybody here. BF Diane, we see you. You're um, in our time zone finally. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'd ask her, Marcy, if she wanted to come on and talk about birthdays, because she used to blow it out. Um, she was, she loved parties and decorations and gifts. She's a very giving person. Um, that gift card for sugar mamas, we're going to tear it up this, this weekend when we see each other. Uh, so, but she was like, no, <laughs> she just wanted to watch and listen. Uh, Lori's here. I see her in the Linus group. We're just really excited to have our community. Y'all really, I looked forward this to all, all day for this. Cause we, it's just been a tough week and y'all just really you keep me young and alive. So, so let's get into it. Marcy. We, we did, but hey, I have to give, I, 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 my mom is here too, Valerie. Where's mom? And this is, 
my mom is here. Oh, she's, right. she's, she's on my Gerald dad's Green. profile. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's name is not Gerald, but this is her. So uh, shout out. Hi, mom. <laughs> uh, yeah, Carrie's here. Shelly. We have a lot of people. Shaquille Oatmeal. Um, Denise Scruggs, a lot, Melanie. Hi, hi. We're so happy to have everybody that's watching live right now. We do appreciate you guys so much. And uh, let's, let's get into it, Tooch. Yeah. So <laughs> what was your first experience when you got locked up to seeing people like celebrate the holidays or birthdays? Well, I, I jumped right in because I pulled chain from county to TDCJ in the beginning of February. So I got to experience my first Valentine's Day. My first holiday in a Texas prison was Valentine's Day. And that and it was off the chain for certain. So um and and actually that was at Plain State Jail. So that's like a kind of a transfer uh, facility and intake facility. So they didn't go quite as hard as the facilities where people were doing a lot of time um, went. Uh, but yeah, so that's how that was. It was hearts everywhere hanging from the ceiling above people's bunks. If people had at that unit, it was bunk beds. So if you had a bottom bunk, um, there would be just lips or like I remember a huge Betty Boop display where the ladies had taken paper and taped the back together with whatever kind of tape they could find because we couldn't get tape guys. So they're like tearing up the stickers off of their deodorant and and whatever tiny little piece of tape might be holding their envelope shut from mail call or whatever. And they would tape the papers all together into like a bigger poster board size and draw on that poster board this incredible artwork. Frankly, the best artwork I've seen has been in Texas prisons. Mm -hmm. And then um, and then they cut that cut that out and it's a whole theme. So if it's Betty Boop, it's not just one Betty Boop, guys. These folks have a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> so it's Betty Boop everything. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. The decorations were the best. And it would get to, when I got to the big unit, to Dr. Lane Murray unit, it was even better because those folks had been there for a while. So it was like, an upgrade for decorations as far as that would go. And on holidays, it you know how people out here in the free world, when it's Christmas time, you might load up in the car and drive around and look at Christmas lights. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, holidays in the penitentiary, <laughs> you will walk around the dorm to look at people's decorated bunks, assuming you had a good law that day. Right. 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 Because, you know, we we tell folks and we told a, a reporter for the Texas Monthly earlier this year that last year when we saw all the Facebook posts from the Hilltop Mountain View unit, they were decorating the dorms. And, I mean, like all in the day room in their cubicle. It was just everywhere. Right. So when I first got to prison in 97, we had a lot of in like cell and craft 
we could do artwork, like the stuff that we could order from the outside. We had craft shop and all that stuff. And they would let us put up a Christmas tree and do all this. And then it came that period of y'all are not going to nest here. That's what they said. Y'all aren't going to nest here. This is a prison. And they cleaned everything out. They took out our in-cell craft work. They took away our craft shops, essentially. Uh, and they got rid of everything. They got rid of the curtain. Like it stripped it down to paint it over like any colorful stuff on the wall. It was all just gray. It was so depressing. My God, it was depressing. So, you know, like you said, that trying to find these creative ways, you know, to decorate with a good law, at least on Christmas, they'd be a little bit more lenient. You know, one of the things that drove me nuts. Now, I did not, Marcy, please don't decorate my cubicle. Don't come in my cubicle. I don't want that. I don't want to clean it up. Right. I know. <laughs> so, I, I already know, Toonch. I already know that's how you were because I'm just thinking about like on New Year's Eve, how we would make confetti. And that was like, you know how, I don't know if, if y'all remember, but you know, I'm in my forties. Toonch and I are in our forties. And so when we were teenagers, toilet papering people's house was real popular, <laughs> but it was people that you knew and you liked. It wasn't like, a, a, a jab at somebody. Well, that's how we used to do with confetti. Confetti was <laughs> torn up magazines or whatever trash paper you could find. And you would just tear it. You would just sit and tear it into small as pieces as you could get until you had a bowl full. And or then you would walk around. Marcy, the girls that worked in education would punch holes all day with different pieces of paper and sneak it in in a bag. And so then you'd have the, even the little tiny dots that you empty. I just, I wanted to just uh, picture that. Okay. So you got this big bag of stuff and Marcy's going to come dump it all over your floor. Yes. In a loving way, <laughs> in, in a, a loving, loving way. happy way, not, not like a, but like a look, look at all the colors in your cubicle. And you would be one of those folks that came around and got mad about it. Well, I already let me know. tell you something. The girls in the chat, they're hitting it right on the nail on the head, that baby powder. You know, for snow or so people would use baby powder. I hate the smell of baby powder. It gives me a headache. There's a long childhood trauma story to that. Not bad trauma, just my mother would forget to wash my gym outfit. And then so she would put baby powder all over it and say, Oh, here. And it would smell bad plus baby powder. So that smell just anyway, I hate it. So they would put baby powder on the floor and write something in it or Merry Christmas. And it is a nightmare trying to clean baby powder off the floor. It is though. It is Marcy. A so nightmare. It is a nightmare. For, me, for me. It was a nightmare. So I would say if you would like to do something for my birthday or the holiday, I really wish that you just wouldn't. Um, but I would enjoy maybe a card. Now, am I going to keep it? I'm telling you right now, I'm probably not. I didn't keep anything. So I was the bah humbug, I guess, the, the Scrooge of, I did participate in parties though. You know, there were, there you when you're incarcerated, you're either the person that keeps everything. Like I remember, um, why can I remember her name? And shame on me for not remembering. But I remember, um, Neck, neck. She had 
a commissary bag full, which is the size of like a big potato sack full of pictures from home. I mean, and it's a like I remember her coming to the day room sometimes and just and putting them on the <laughs> putting them on the table and just uh, spreading them out. Like she kept everything. She had so much stuff at lockdown. So much stuff from her family. But when you're and she had been incarcerated a minute, right? And um, I I don't know who's watching me that says you still don't keep anything. I Girl, I was not. My is it? Yes. Oh, yes. Toons, you don't. You don't. You live a very, <laughs> you live a very, um, your apartment is very, well, what did I tell you? It's very, now it's cuter than a prison cell. It's way <laughs> more comfortable. Diane, what was the nickname you had for me in my cell? And we'll see if she's still here. She'll type it in. Um, but if she doesn't, I'll tell y'all later. But it just was hard for me, Marcy, because I'm I'm the opposite of a hoarder. I'm stuff makes me nervous, and so when the girls would mean well, and they would, yay, I want to do this for you, especially if you had a woman, if you had a woman, and let me tell you something. I also want to let you know that I got into the worst, nastiest fight on Christmas because my girlfriend, she came to the door, the window, okay, and she she said, "Do you know?" What Chris got her girlfriend, their cubicle was this. And she, I mean, Chris went all out, the decorations and the present. And it just, ugh, just, and I said, well, that's wonderful. I, you know, you should get with Chris, I guess. I don't, I really don't know what to tell you. And we fought all day Christmas in the chow hall, all the way back to the dorm, because I didn't, I didn't do any of that. But I feel like I told her in advance that I wasn't. So was I wrong for not doing the big decoration stuff for the holiday for my girlfriend? That was a must. Oh, the decorations, if you were in a relationship in prison, the decorations, even if you didn't live together, you better figure out how to pay an artist Gosh. in that dorm <laughs> where your chick lived. And you better make it happen. And I, I'll tell you my first experience with that. Um, I was living with, uh, shout out Erica Delgado, and her. It was her birthday. This was the this was the first real birthday cake that I saw in prison that looked like seriously a birthday cake. Her her girlfriend lived in a another dorm. She paid a baker a baker to make a cake. She paid an artist to make decorations and it was Smurfette themed. Oh boy. So <laughs> my friend at the time, uh, shout out Becky Fielder. She made this cake and she dyed the icing blue. And it was, she cut it in the shape of Smurfette's head. It looked like any cake you would get like that you would pay a couple hundred bucks for out here for your kid's birthday party. It was legit Smurfette. And I remember I was blown away. I was that it, it thoroughly impressed me. I saw one cake that was better. Uh, one cake, a girl named Tweety. Um, she's still incarcerated. Parker's her last name. She made a wedding cake because we had a girl in our dorm that was getting married at that time. Marriages happened by proxy. We threw her a bridal shower 
And uh, it was kind of fun. So I, I actually wrote my grandmother at the time because my grandmother is the go-to girl for these kind of things. Like she's the, I said, grandmother, we need some bridal shower games. Can you look on the computer and see what kind of, you know, what do they, what do they do at bridal showers? And then we got all the ideas and then made our own. What could we, <laughs> how could we transfer real life games to what we could get away with doing in prison? And we did make wedding dresses out of toilet paper. We bought toilet paper off commissary. <laughs> I've seen it all. We have to talk about prison weddings, but this cake that this girl made, it was tiered. Who remembers that? Ronnie's on here. I wonder if Ronnie was in that dorm. I was in F Bravo at that time, but it was with, that was back when we still had the pastry truck. So the oh, yeah. truck came, we had all the pastries mm. and that, that cake was on and popping, but it was three tiered with pastries and a cookie cake. <laughs> it was, it was impressive. Marcy, it, 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 like I'm getting hungry now because, you know, it's like I remember for my birthday one year, someone made a cake, a cookie cake, and I always wanted tamales. OK, bean and cheese tamales or at the time it was chicken, too. And tamales. And if you all haven't watched Marcy's cooking videos, you please need to do that. And she'll she'll show you all how we do this. And then to, to watch a good movie. To me, that was that was celebrating. But. They were so good. Like sometimes I'm like, man, I can't find food. Maybe that's what's wrong with me all the time when I'm buying all this junk all the time. I'm looking for food that was as good as we had on our birthdays and our holidays and our weekend or our late nights because, God, they were good. Diane Thompson said your nickname was Spartacus. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it was Spartacus, um, not because I'm muscly, but because it's a play on I live very sparsely. And uh, so um, <laughs> I live with nothing. She also called me the monk sometimes. Uh, other people would call me um, the monk. I remember when I was going to um, medical chain and she worked in property. I think I, maybe I'd already told all this, but, you know, I, they brought my property and she said, where's the rich, rest of Tunji's property? And they were like, this is it. And she was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like It was one bag. That was it. Most people had five bags and it was like everything I owned. And that wasn't a full bag either. Marcy. Okay. We're going to talk about lockdown probably next week, what happens at lockdowns. And so I, I want to remember this story because I'm going to ask you next week, if you were one of those girls who only had a little bit of stuff and didn't help anyone carry their stuff you don't have to answer now but i have a feeling i know what the answer is already well, and i'm gonna have to explain that and i want you all here because i need to know if y'all felt the same way for my reasoning for my answer so y'all got to be here so you can hear about this but uh marcy i want to tell you about one of the best birthday parties okay it was riverside um i was 19 years old and we um, I did. There was another party that we had that I rewrote Othello and we acted it out for a friend that was it was her birthday. So that was fun. But this party stands out because we got really out of control. So our day room in four dorm overlooked the where the river is. And so it's kind of secluded over there in the corner of the unit. Right. Admin is all the way on the other side of the unit. Our officer was cool. She was like, I don't care what y'all do. Well, of course, 
we had the windows up, so we were fucking loud. Boom, 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 boom. And so we had the birthday girl and this other chick was doing a lap dance. And we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the the spread on that. We had a big picnic table in the day room. We had a spread going, like food. I mean, my God, it was a party, right? Wrap presents. And she was a straight girl, okay? The, the unicorn straight girl on the unit. I mean, Lori would say that she was one, but that's not true. Um, this was a real live only straight girl in prison, but so we, you know, we had decorated a little raunchy, right? And that was back when we could have pornographic magazines. So, you know, the girls got real wild, made a cake. It was beautiful. <laughs> so we had this Sergeant, his name was, I'm not kidding you y'all Sergeant Dix, but it was D I X. Okay. And he was mean and frightening. I don't know. He, he was, he was a very scary man. So he comes over there because it's so loud, walks in, shut this down. Like the officer got in trouble. We all had to go ourselves. So he takes everything. He has somebody come get everything, right? The girl doing the dancing, they got, you know, <laughs> written up. I think they got out of sex cases, but they did get written up. So they call us 10 at a time to go to admin, to go in his office. And everybody that's coming out is just like, they're trying so hard not to laugh. And I'm like, well, this is weird because this guy was really scary. He was one of those male officers. That's just really explosive. Right. Um, I love you, honey. Um, but so if anybody is not watching, that was my wife made a comment. So I get in there, Marcy, and here's this mean, aggressive man. So you want to tell me who made this? And it was the cake and it had like a little sp- little springy thing that they had made with a big cutout of a penis. And so it was just kind of bobbling in front of his face as he was breathing. And it was just like, sir, I don't, I don't know anything about this. I wasn't in the day room. I don't know. And we laughed all night that Sergeant Dix was so righteously angry with a cookie cake with a bouncing penis on top of it. Um, so you just reminded me of a game that we played in county jail one time. And what we did is we made <laughs> a man. Um, you guys know pin the tail on the donkey. <laughs> <laughs> so what we did is we made the picture of the man and then we all drew tattoos on him. And so some of the girls were like, oh, my, my honey has a tattoo right here, you know, and, and they were like, we made it to to be like that. And then it transformed to um, everybody draw your man's thing. And we we played that. uh, Yeah, that was, I, I, I can't believe I have I think I blocked that out somehow and you brought it to the surface. I really thought you were going to say that y'all were like pin the penis on the man. That's what we played. Oh, okay. So you didn't <laughs> like you were. Yeah. We you remember blindfolded with a sock. And because that's all we had penis? with a cutout penis and spin around. And then you, you go pin pin it on the man y'all have never played that game we That's did just- we did but it wasn't like it was just regular pin the tail um god y'all were really really raunchy we did do the twister did y'all do the twister game on the floor when y'all did birthday parties and stuff we did twister we did charades hey i i have a friend that she did 27 inside she's been home just a couple months now and she's 
super busy. <laughs> she's super busy, like got a new apartment, got her job. She's going hard. But she um, she was the party planner as far as games go. She would commit to making games. We would do charades where you had to play officers in the in the, on the unit. <laughs> And that, that was great. What would happen, y'all, is we would have a party planned for the holiday. And if if the morning shift guard was not going to let us have any fun, we would be like, well, it's postponed till after shift change. And we would all just be praying and hoping we had an officer that wouldn't care if we were laughing and having a good time. Because sometimes, right. honestly that was enough to get you in trouble. <laughs> For real, it was. And, and you just, you kept what you prayed. Lord, let Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, birthdays, let it be. And you know, we would all wait. Okay, who's coming? Who's coming? And you know, on, on our unit, you could see a long ways away who was walking down the street. And so that officer would turn off to another door and we'd be like, damn, okay, who's left? We were like, oh man, we're, oh God. I remember for, for Thanksgiving, we got one of the worst officers um, on shift and it just, it made the whole day miserable. Um, but if you got the right one, it's party time, right? Yeah. But if, if you don't, you got to reschedule and you know, you got that big bag, the big bag of commissary and we call it pass the baby. Who's got the baby? Because you have to be in compliance. And parties take extra food and extra storage. So everybody's hiding who's ever in their cubicle because you're not out of compliance if it's in, you know, it's out. And party decorations technically can be contraband. That's right. I mean, you have certain officers that even the artwork, because it's taped together with, with deodorant stickers and this and that, even the artwork, they're going to take it. So yeah, that's, uh, and, and Diane, she nailed it. She's talking about always looking for a babysitter. <laughs> so what it would be is if you had just had a cubicle search, your cubicle was probably safe. If you right. had a cubicle search in the past three days, you're pretty safe to hold the, uh, like it was this big of a deal. It was commissary purchased food. It was this big of a deal, but we would have to pass it around because it would get taken. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Marcy, and Ronnie's they, talking about knowing the rotation. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and we knew. We knew the rota rotation. Did, did y'all have guards that were so bad that when they would come in, we had one. Mm. She would come in and look in our bowls. And if we all had the same food in our bowls, she would write mm -hmm. us up and she would, or she, a lot of times she would threaten to write us up, but there were times she did. Uh, Cause she'd say, y'all are sharing food. Um, or if there was a big bowl, she'd say that because we had big bowls too. Um, well, that's, that's too much for one part. Like they, there was some that were so on it that like, it was impossible to do anything. Um, and it was so you just, like, yeah, you had to wait it out. Yeah. You had to wait it out. And it, sometimes on holidays, I need to say this, staffing is already short, right? And then on holidays, that's when folks are calling in or using their time. So sometimes they're even shorter. We had a 
Halloween one time, and it was when I was living in um, the privileged dorm in F dorm, uh, where the where the good kids live, and so they get they have just a little more freedom. Like the officers don't stay on the pod all the time, um, but we it was Halloween. We got to talk about Halloween um, because we were making some costumes that were off the chain and we were having a costume contest and we were having a big potluck <laughs> meal where everybody cooked a lot of one thing and put it out there um, and all of this is very much against the rules because for, you're not allowed to share like Toonch said you cannot share anything and you really can't make any costumes or clothes right because that's altering altering it's contraband all all of these things and god help you if you use state property to make right. something <laughs> you're you're going all the way down um but this particular halloween we had this all of this all of this planned and then nobody showed up to work <laughs> oh, so we were locked down but because we were in the dorm where the officer wasn't just always in there, uh, you know, we still dressed up and we still kind of snuck and did our uh, costume party. And what we did is we put all the food in one person's cubicle and made plates. And what did we use for paper plates, Tunchi? What did y'all, uh, plastic bags. We always used uh, the chip bags. Yeah, well, we chip bags um, and a, if you chip had a magazine... Paper. Mags. That had not yeah. like magazines that we got in abundance that hadn't been thumbed through because sometimes volunteers would they just would dump off all their magazines that they never used. Uh, and we would use fresh magazine papers. But so here we are making making paper plates and distributing it. <laughs> and I remember even uh, in F dorm, they would come on and they're like, I see you down that aisle. And they would grab <laughs> We'd have to crouch down underneath the camera to take everybody their food. But yeah, that, that happened. I was, um, I was Miss Piggy that year and I had made a little pig snout out of a cut off the toilet paper roll. And I put elastic from panties around. So it held Not on my nose. No. Yeah. And I had little pig ears and right. Lots of blue eyeshadow, that old cover girl that they sold forever ago. Yeah. Uh, I had that. And so I was really proud of my con uh, of my costume, but then Sergeant shout out Sergeant Cockrell. Anyways, he came through and to do a walkthrough. And so we're all, we're hiding. We're not supposed to be partying. We're not supposed to be anything. Well, I sit on my bunk and I'm in my little costume. And uh, he came through. <laughs> Anyways, it was clearly a pig nose, guys. And it was clearly pig ears. And he said, a Playboy bunny. <laughs> hey, see how men are. See how they are. Why do you have to take something sweet and precious and turn it? Sir, I'm a pig. <laughs> I'm not a bunny. This is a pig nose. <laughs> God, you know, <laughs> there were good times. There were, you know, in the holidays and birthdays are, are so emotionally um, hard. I mean, it's, you know, I remember like when I would call home, I would do the the phone call when the second time I was locked up to, to check on everybody and I'd hear everybody there and the, the pain was so 
like all the rest of the year I could not be like, oh, okay, well, whatever. But that was always the time that I really, truly felt it. So to be able to hang up the phone and engage with my family right there, I remember Serena didn't really get to celebrate the holidays with her family. She goes, we didn't do that. She had a very dysfunctional upbringing and home and just, she wasn't, she didn't know actually what all that was. Cause so she didn't understand it. Right. And she was like, I don't know what we're all doing. So I would, I made her do the, um, you know, the, the exchange, the Christmas exchange gift thing where you say, no, I want that one. Now everybody takes a number. No, you know, and everybody's laughing. And she's like, this is new to her. She never celebrated Christmas or holidays because her family just, just didn't. And so that was kind of different to be able to actually, and, and she talks about it to this day. She goes, remember we ate all of Yolanda's cookies that she burned up. Then she overcooked in the hot pot. And then we had tamales and we sat up and watched. It's a wonderful story. She had never seen that before. Uh, and it's one of my happiest Christmas memories with somebody. Um, you know, so it, those, those times were really special, even when you had officers that didn't want us to, to have any type of joy um, for whatever reason. Uh, you know, I want to tell everybody, and I don't know if I told this story here. You know, I am, y'all have to tell me, be like, Tucci, we've already heard this. Damn, my friends have heard stories over and over. And I feel like y'all just humor me and listen again. But I, I don't cook. And I don't bake. I don't do any of that. I'll, I'll buy the stuff. I'm, I just, I'm just not, I, I'm terrible at it. I don't enjoy it. So my girlfriend at the time, Marcy, she wanted a cake. She, please, it's my birthday. Please. Last Christmas, we fought in the chow hall, <laughs> threw stuff at each other. So I said, okay, I'm going to do it. So I said, what's your favorite? She said, spice cake. I said, okay. I said, I'm going to do this on my own. I don't need no help. I don't want anybody to tell me how to do this. So I crushed up the cookies. Okay. I put too much water in them. So now it's kind of gooey. So I was like, well, I'll just add more stuff. So it's just getting gooier. It's not firming up. It's just like a pudding. And I'm like, fuck, I don't have any more. Okay. Spice, spice, spice. Marcy, what would you have put in there to make it spice cakey's tasting what would you have put in there i would have maybe melted down a fireball a little bit and added it to the batter okay. um and if it was too wet and i was completely out of those kind of cookies maybe if i had vanilla wafers or you could even crush it sounds crazy but saltines or graham crackers if you crush them real real fine you can even thicken your cake up that way. Please tell me what you did. Honey, you have all the right answers because this is what I was told later. Um, God. So I had nothing but jalapeno cheese. Jalapeno so I, cheese? Yeah, the squeeze cheese. Yeah. So I was like, this will make it spicy because, you know, that the jalapeno squeeze cheese was, you know, more spicy than the regular one. So I put it in there, mixed it. Um, put the icing on it and it melted. It was just a bag of goo. <laughs> okay. So I take it out there. And if everyone that knows me here, Diane knows, I don't pack stuff either. I pay people to pack stuff. Okay. I don't do it, but I did. We go out to wreck. It's nice. I'm like, so excited. Um, I forgot. I didn't bring the spoon. That was the, the other mistake. So she's trying to scoop this out and she's eating it. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I did the best I could. I did it on my own. 
um, is it okay? And she's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. She goes, I just, it's so hot, Jennifer. It's really hot. What did you put in here? And I said, oh, I used jalapeno cheese. Jalapeno cheese with a cake. Tunchi. It, that's really not a good excuse that you had never cooked because you had been in there long enough that I know for certain you have sat at the table and watched people no. make cakes. No, I mean, I had, well, I'm going to tell you the truth. No, I didn't because I'm always, do you want to help crush cookies? No, I don't. So I'm going to go watch TV. So I didn't know that that's what, so that was the only birthday cake. Now, I think it was the next year for her birthday. We were together a long time. Me and Lindsay were together five or six years. Uh, why, how she put up, how we dealt with each other. I don't know. That's another episode. But I said, okay, I'm not doing this this year. She goes, okay, well, let's, let's, let just make me some rice, Jennifer. You cook rice. Your, I did, I would cook rice and beans. So I was like, okay, mm, all right. So I had my friend, Chrisilda, cook. I said, here's the stuff, cook it, duh, 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 right? Priscilla cooked for me sometimes. So I thought it was okay. So I, I did have someone deliver it to her. And she, I was like, happy birthday. Um, I, I think I did pay some people to do some decorations for her. I had learned over the years to just give her something. Uh, and um, she enjoyed the rice. She did tell me, honey, it was good. But there was a couple of times I had, I pulled some hair out of it. But I, it's okay. It's just yours. And I'm like, mm -mm, it wasn't. It was Crisilda's hair. But <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed the rice. Did you, you, did you tell her or did you just lead her to believe? You're, you're, see, I can't trust you. This tells me right now. And I will say this. Tunji, in the free world, you have surprised me with cookies. I was your house guest. For several days, we had a lot going on. It was during the South by Southwest and all of that. And I came back and you said, I'm making, I'm no, you sent me a text saying I'm making yeah. cookies. And yeah. I thought, wow. Now these were just those pre-made where you just take the little pre-made thing and put it on the pan and yeah, follow the directions. Yep. Baby, I came home, <laughs> not home, but to Tunchi's apartment. And there was a cookie sheet with some little brown discs. <laughs> what? So, yeah, it's okay. So that carried over. That that carried over. Diane saying big thumbs, that was Crisilda's nickname because she had abnormally large big thumbs and she would say, I just, I was born just with abnormally big thumbs. So that was her nickname, if anybody was wondering what that is. But it was her hair. And Lindsay, if you're watching, um, I know we don't talk anymore because I'm just. Because I'm she just tried scared. to poison you with <laughs> jalapeno cheese, squeezed cheese. Lindsay, message me, honey. I'll, <laughs> we'll have a conversation. Tunchi, can we talk about weddings? Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. I go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Have you ever had a prison wedding? Well, again, we're going to have to have an old whole episode on Jennifer and Lindsay's six year relationship because she begged and cried and pleaded. And I said, I am not doing, I'm not, I'm not doing all that. We're not standing on the rec yard and, and do to do and somebody's singing. And I'm just, I'm not doing it, bro. I'm not. And she, 
she would cry. And, and you did it. No, I didn't. You didn't do it? No. And so well, she would tell people, what, what a lovely wedding y'all had. Jennifer hates me and she doesn't want to get married to me. <laughs> well, I will say this. I There were a lot of weddings and the, the most common wedding would be on the rec yard. And it would be just like Tunchi described, maybe some um, flowers, like a bouquet made out of, do you guys know like the single rolls of toilet paper that you can buy? Or maybe you see like in hotel rooms that has that paper on the outside. Well, TDCJ toilet paper, it has that wrapping, but it's just white. So you could take watercolors and dye that paper. And we made flowers out of that. Uh, we made whole bouquets um, out of that kind of stuff. So Rachel's saying she did many weddings. She did all the Mexican traditions in, in weddings. And it was, it was very similar to a smaller ceremony out here. But there was one wedding that was, uh, I mean, it was massive. The dress was made. Um, I think that they might have cut down a state sheet, <laughs> but they made a wedding dress that looked adorable. Like it was sewn. It, it fit her. It was beautiful. Um, they, it was in a dorm that had stairs. So they decorated the staircase with, I mean, it was with toilet paper in this tissue, but you guys, Try to use your imagination because in there you can color all of that stuff with watercolors. You can make it happen. I promise it can really, it can really look nice. I love Diane says, meet me in the rec yard in your tight whites that, and that's what the, um, you might just press up your white set, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I, that it happened. And do you know that couple? They're still together. That was probably 2012 or 2013. They're my friends on Facebook, uh, Carrie and Shauna, and they're still rocking it. They're still, they're still doing it. But that's how it started was with that, God. with that wedding. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe if I'd have married Lindsay on the rec yard, maybe we would have survived. I doubt probably it. Probably not. No. I'm just going to guess not. Uh, that was just one little thing, Tunch. I mean, you tried to feed the girl jalapeno squeeze cheese. She did cheat on me with a guard. So we'll leave that oh! for another time. <laughs> with a Don't female guard. So, um, okay. <laughs> okay. It's not all your fault. It's not all your fault. It's Fair not enough. Quite a, now, it had let, you know, that was towards the end. So she may have thought, man, I, I can't put up with this, this girl being um, so rigid and hard all the time emotionally I was I was I, I'm very difficult I know that I am but um you know I remember being invited to weddings on the rec yard like will you be my best man because you know like all the all the stud broads that's what we call butch women like are the the you know trans men um they would be you know the the grooms but it was really I don't know how strict they were with y'all's rec yard gatherings but Mountain View, if that group got bigger than about five people, they would come over there and say, y'all need to separate because any type of big gathering on the rec yard uh, was a security risk. So you kind of had to do it very tactfully and sometimes a little spread out where it didn't look like it was a full group. So it was kind of really 
Um, and you couldn't let the staff know that that's what ha was happening because they would freak out. Call an ICA, y'all break break this up. They're having a wreck yard wedding. Like they would just freak out. They really would. And that's I've said it before, and I'll I'll just continue to say it. They would rather us fight than have any kind of relationship with each other. That they would rather they would the punishment for physical violence was less severe than any kind of sexual activity in there. Oh, yeah, for sure. So if it looked anything <clears throat> remotely intimate, um, it, you, you're getting in trouble. And, and, and you're right. It, they would freak out like violence. They, you know, they still kind of had this <gasps> panic response, but it was kind of like a grounded response. Although Diane is here. And I remember when that girl got cut in the face in the property room and we heard her and the, the lady working in property screaming over the radio <laughs> they that was real panic it was bad but for the most part the violence was you know hey i need a response but if it was anything lesbian <laughs> it was <sighs> or any female sexuality i i have a friend who she <laughs> she was she would sleep in her bra and panties which was way you 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 could not do that. That was way against the rules, but she would sleep completely covered up, you know? And so the officer at shift change, the officer came in and immediately came to her cubicle to do a cubicle search. And it was a male officer. And she said, yes, he says, get up, get dressed. I got to search your cubicle. And she says, yes, sir, but I need to get dressed. And, and, he panicked, pure pa call the ICS ranking officers come up and, and she can't move because right. he's she's freaking naked. out. Yeah. And she's like, I can get dressed under my blanket, sir. Like all I have to do is slip my shorts and t-shirt on. I can do it right here. I'm, it's calm down. And she, and he, it was, it was out of there. It was out of control. Handcuffs were involved. I mean, it was just, <laughs> You don't have to handcuff somebody for sleeping in their chonies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. And man. this is a good point. I don't know who this is saying this. This is uh, Natalie. Natalie, Natalie says, if you fought, they often would move you in the same dorm with whomever you had a physical altercation with. Um, or if you work together, they paired you up on mm -hmm. the field squad and she is spot on. They right. absolutely did that. But if you got caught holding someone's hand, y'all were moved across all, the unit, the unit. <laughs> and, and, and waiting for to ship you off the unit. Um, it, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. They're crazy, but um, yeah, no weddings for the Toonch. Uh, didn't really participate. I had people ask, well, will you and Lindsay um, come and be the, <laughs> best man but no we're not doing that we're not and she would cry at that why can't we go over there we're not we're not doing that we're not getting in trouble um i said and they're gonna they're gonna rip each other's heads off tomorrow and besides that that girl is cheating on her with somebody in the door i'm not gonna stand there and watch them exchange vows and share cookie cake well i know that 
my bro here is screwing somebody in his dorm. I'm not going to do it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. What about the weddings when the people didn't live together? And so then it would be at, at the church. <laughs> have you ever witnessed one of those? God, Tell no. me, have you ever witnessed one of those where, okay, well, we don't live together, but we want to have a wedding and they'll even send out invitations. <laughs> so no, no, honey, because our rec yard and I know you're fixing to do the big eye roll yes. on me. Our rec yard was, we all wrecked together the whole unit except cell yes. block. I um, forgot, you know, at Lane Murray. Yeah. I'm Diane sorry. says Tunchi was a real wet blanket. She <laughs> did time with you, Tunchi, and I tend to believe her. <laughs> I was not. I love to have a good time, but I just, I prefer to watch from a distance to, to have a good time because something's going to pop off. The officers are going to freak out. I'm not, I'm not doing any extra. I'm not, I'm living my life in a peaceful golden way. Um, years with duty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Diane, Diane Thompson did years with you, ma'am. And I feel like she has a good handle um, on how you were inside. And so we already know you were um, scary that you didn't do any dirt that, that, that could be brought back on you, which I don't know if that's smart. Maybe that's a little <laughs> smart. <laughs> no, because here's the deal. I did everything that you did, right? I just paid other people to do it or I worked around it. Shame on you. Shame on you. But well, there the people was got compensated. I mean, what's the deal? And there was a whole under underground UPS system <laughs> within the prisons. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you know, like just like you see in movies where people get packages from across or, you know, however, however you've seen all of that happens, there's very much communication. And I remember even when we were locked down for COVID and we wanted to check on our friends in the other dorms, we were still able to, we were like the whole units locked down and we were still able to figure out how to get messages and notes to people we cared about to make sure that a, they weren't sick, you know, uh, we, st yeah, we made it happen. Yeah, for sure. It, it's like in Shawshank Redemption when he passes Andy, his stuff, you know, and the little guys pushing the car, like there's, uh, there's ways to, to make sure that your girlfriend's, um, jalapeno cheese goo cake, it would have made it to her. Um, or your friend or your play mom or yeah. your play sister or or anybody that you cared about when it was their birthday. I just I remember and I was a cook, Toonch. So you probably never got these messages, but I got messages. And if you say if you send me a message, hey, tell Marcy I'm hungry. That message means tell Marcy I want a meal. And I did send those messages, though. Well, of course you did. <laughs> Naturally, you did. So then that's my that's my job to, uh, oh, okay, well, let's see what I can throw together. Whatever I cook for myself, I'm going to cook double and I'm going to package it and it's going out into the, you know, and then you just kind of pray that they got it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and if you lived in cell block, this was the best because there were times that it the package would make it all the way but it would take so long 
that then if it, if they were in cell block and they were on opposite walls where they couldn't fish it to each other, like if I was sending it to cell block and the only person I could get it past to lived on the opposite wall and they weren't going to see each other again that day, it'd go like this. I'd be, they'd be like, Tooch, I got your package. And you'd be like, who, who sent it, Marcy? And they'd be like, yeah, I mean, what you want me to do with it, bro? And you'd be like, well, just go ahead and eat it because, <laughs> right? Because you can't get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you, know, you can't. You like, don't waste anything. Right? No, we don't waste it. Yeah, go ahead and eat it. And, it, and if that person doesn't want to eat it, somebody on that wall does. <laughs> right? Somebody's <laughs> so, going to eat that. Absolutely. But uh, I mean, that's just uh, lots of times. Lots of times that's how it happened. But but we made it work for sure. And I didn't shout out Deja, but I meant to. Because Michelle Ramos, she was the game. She was the one who could make all those games all and make it happen. Um, and I remember game days, game nights on holidays, that how we would like throw in commissary items for prizes. Mm -hmm. So everybody, um, especially people that made store more often than people that didn't make store, you would just throw in a bunch of candy, sodas, you know, so each game you'd be like, okay, y'all, we're playing for this big red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember how excited we would get over we were a big so red? Excited. And, and yeah. everybody would buy, everybody's going to buy something and we would you know, the indigent girls in the dorm. Okay. Well, I'll pick up bed 22 and 23. Cause you know, they're indigent. Everybody knows they are so that everybody had a gift that day on Christmas, no matter what it was. You just made me think about um, the Christmas packages that we would put together uh, for anybody. Like if, if it was somebody in the dorm, we would make a list of who, who doesn't go to store, who doesn't go to store. Because frankly, let me just say this, all of us in Texas prisons, unless something kind of crazy happened and we got an inheritance put on our books, we didn't have any money. All mm -hmm. of us were broke. We yeah. do not get paid in Texas prisons at all. Nothing, zero, not 12 cents an hour, but absolutely nothing. All of us were 100% dependent on our friends and family in the free world to A, have enough extra money to be able to send it and be be willing to send it into us. That's the only way. So yeah, that that was it. So we knew that. Like it was not if you didn't make store, well it was it wasn't because I'm better than you. It's just because I I just happen to be pretty fortunate that my mama had an extra $30 to put on my books this week, right. you right. know. And so uh anyways, what we would do is we would get together, we would make a list and the people that knew that they were going to go to store pretty well that month of December, they would pick a person or pick two people and you would put a package together. And on Christmas morning, you would go around and just drop them off at the cubicles kind of just nonchalantly, you know, like a little present, like the, a little Christmas present. Did y'all ever do that? Yeah. Yeah, we did that. We, you know, we, you know, and even just not even holidays and stuff. I, I think that for the most part, we did our best to always take care of the women that were indigent. You know, I, I, I know this is surprising, right? That was really close to my heart. The indigent women in the dorm, I may not participate and I may be just like Diane said, I am such a, I'm so difficult. I know I am, but secretly on my own, I would make, I would get stuff and put it in folks, indigent girls, you know, 
it, with a good officer so they wouldn't be out of compliance, but nobody ever saw me or knew. Um, but I just, I couldn't bear it. I, I couldn't bear to see those women. Cause that's all you, you have so little to look forward to in, you know, in there. And, uh, if you're not getting visits and mail or commissary, your life is miserable. You know, and I would see them that write in their letters with the indigent envelope and they their little cubicles, like not monk sparse because, you know, there's a difference. You can tell there's nothing there and they're in their little indigent shoes and they're hungry. They're the first one at the door. I just I couldn't bear it. I couldn't bear it. I certainly couldn't bear it during the holidays. Did you did Mountain View have an indigent program? Like so, did the chapel provide anything for them? Yeah, if you could keep the chapel workers from robbing the church house blind, um, you know, but we did, they would, but again, they controlled it. Are you case free for 90 days? And and it's like, give me a break, man. This lady ain't got no deodorant or, or shampoo. And a lot of times it depended on the chaplain too. Yeah, we, we didn't have an indigent program for the longest time. And then I think we got a big donation in that they were going to try to use that for indigent folks. But um, yeah, it, that didn't work out either. Uh, so it was a mess. I want to talk about this real quick about football squares <laughs> because we did gambling boards. <laughs> that was a big thing. Uh, yeah, we did gambling boards. Um, yeah, one but of the my. The Super Bowl, honey, the Super Bowl was a holiday too. You count that as a holiday. Jasmine Torres made all the uh, <laughs> Jasmine Torres made all the boards uh, for our whole unit. It felt like uh, no, there were a couple others too. Um, Treetop made boards, but it, it was a big deal. It, sometimes it was like a hundred square board. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty serious. It got pretty serious. Tunchi. We are about at our hour and I just, we've had so many awesome people watching us live. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for liking this video. Thank you for um, commenting. And when we get off, please share this video. If you're listening to us, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe to our channel wherever you're listening to us at. Um, we appreciate you guys so much. And we're, we're talking my, and the comment section's going hard. So I, they're going hard with the heat, Tunchi. People are so worried about it and rightfully so, because they're right. Uh, our Texans and in other Southern states in prison, they're, they're cooking alive. You're right there. They absolutely are. Um, we definitely did a rally yesterday about this. We're still fighting for this cause. So don't think just because we were kind of, it was a lighthearted episode that this issue is not still heavy on our hearts because it absolutely is. Uh, Tunchi and I are exhausted because we've put so much energy into, into that. So um, go to our social media, either one of our social media profiles, and you can see how you can get involved. Uh, we need it. Uh, everybody needs to say their piece regarding this issue and let our lawmakers know. Uh, yeah, Tunchi, any final thoughts? Yeah, I, again, just thank you everybody for being here. And, uh, you know, next week we're going to be talking about lockdowns. You hear about lockdowns. What's the difference between a disciplinary lockdown versus an annual or a biannual lockdown? Uh, so we're going to talk about that because it kind of connects to the heat right now because, 
the crane unit and someone else reached out to me that one of the men's unit is doing their annual lockdown right now. And y'all, how miserable. Wait till you hear what goes on during lockdown and you're going to understand how miserable that is in the heat and how dangerous it is. Uh, so that'll so, be a discussion. Yeah. If you have a loved one that's incarcerated, you need to listen to next week's episode because I get that question so much on my social media channels. Um, what is lockdown? My my husband said they're on lockdown. What does that mean? If you know someone that has a loved one incarcerated, you want to listen. And uh, if you just normally listen, you want to come hang out with us and learn about it anyway. And we love you all. We will be same place, same time right here, live on the rec yard, 7 p.m. Central Time. Follow us on YouTube, subscribe to our channel, and we will see y'all soon. Wave. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it too. Wave. <laughs> wave.